Bourbon and Beignets. I'm Ginger Moore. And I'm Whitney Evans-Snartin. And we are the duo that mm-hmm. are Bourbon and Beignets. That's us. Where we talk about um, food and faith and fem- family and friends. And all the Fs. Always Jesus. Uh, and the J. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're glad that you have joined us. This is our season Ending episode of season three of Bourbon and Beignets. This season, if you're just joining us, is Real Women of the Bible. And what we've been talking about is that the women that we hear about or read about in Scripture, they aren't made-up characters. They aren't someone from a storybook. They are just real women that live life like we do, dealt with the same kinds of things that we deal with. Rowdy kids, silly husbands, mm-hmm. bad decisions, mm-hmm. good decisions, and all of that. Yeah, all of the real life stuff. So, but before we get into our real woman of the Bible today, we always need to cover Whitney's kicks of the day and my pearls of the day. If you don't know, Whitney's a sneakerhead, yes. and she has. I don't even know how many pairs of shoes. Um, I won't disclose that, but it's a good amount. It's, it's decent. It's up there. It's up there, definitely. But uh, today's kicks, actually, this season is inspired by women, of course. So each sneaker for this season um, is either inspired by a woman, designed by a woman, um, or you know, made by a woman. So um, Today's sneaker, and this is going to give you some insight into who we're actually going to be talking about um, as our real woman of the Bible, but this sneaker is the Reebok Question Mid, and it was designed by Melody Asani, and she is a... um, She she is one of the very few sneaker designers who have designed Jordans, uh, Jordan 1s to be specific, and um, she... I had a a pair by her uh, last season, uh, red and white Jordan OG highs, so... Um, that was pretty cool. But Melody Asani, their Reebok question mid. So that if you know her ethnic background, then you may it may give a little insight into who we're we'll, chatting with. We will talk about yeah. that illusion here in just a little yep. bit. Um, but my, if you don't know, I don't collect sneakers. Um, but I, I wear gobs of pearls all the time, different kinds, and I'm really. Um, excited to share my pearls of the day with you because I'm actually, it's a necklace I'm borrowing from my daughter, Georgia Lee, Mm -hmm. and she, it was a gift from Maggie, my other daughter. They got it at Frenchtown Station, which is one of my favorite little local shops, and it is a vintage flower, and it's a gold metal flower, and it's one of the short necklaces, and in the center of the flower is just one little pearl. It's so cute. So cute. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, thank you. Um, But we're gonna get into our real woman of the day or real women of the Bible today, and um, she doesn't have a lot of scripture, Mm -mm. um, but she she's in there. She enters with a bang and exits with a bang. I guess you can say. But so today we're covering Vashti. 
Yeah. So um, Vashti, that is V-A-S-H-T-I, in case you haven't read up on this real woman of the Bible. Um, but Vashti was married to, first of all, let me say the, the proper name, but moving forward, I'll say Xerxes. But um, the proper, the, his other name is King Ahasuerus, which is just a mouthful. So we're going to say Xerxes. Because it rolls off the tongue. It, it rolls off the tongue a lot better. <laughs> and I like how it looks, too. Xerxes just looks. And I always think about 300 when I think about Xerxes. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Xerxes was um, a king in, um, in the Bible. And um, we're looking at Esther 1 for this story. Now, we don't have a, f- a specific verse to read from because she's interwoven throughout Esther 1 and 2, but um, for for our purposes, I'll just retell the story in Esther 1. So um, King Xerxes was over like India, Ethiopia, Persia, which, dun-dun-dun, that's where Melody Asani comes in because she's Persian. And um, yeah, so anyway, Vashti was, was Persian. So um, King Xerxes, of course, had this great throne in the, in the third year, um, which he was king. He made this big feast to Persia, all the nobles and princes and everyone, all the provinces. And so he just wanted to show all his riches. It's like he wanted to be a show off, right? So he's prepares this big feast. This is a seven-day feast, y'all. This is like longer than Mardi Gras. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Mardi Gras spans a long time, but man, this is this is like seven days of Mardi Gras, right? And they'd already partied half a year. Yes. So they have half a year of the party, but then But then it's He's, the big one. He's finishing strong seven days. Seven days. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint, folks. Um, so, yeah, they had this, you know, half-year-long celebration in these last seven days. It really legitimately is like Mardi Gras. So they're having, like, Mardi Gras every day for seven days. So there were um, all these, um, these cords of fine linen. I love that term in the Bible because... Um, a couple of rap songs actually mention I like things of, like cords of fine linen, and it's very really? biblical of like riches, right? So um, yeah, there was all these white, green, and blue linen, purple and silver, and we know purple always symbolized royalty. Um, all these rings and pillars and marble and gold and silver and nice pavers, and um, they drank out of vessels of gold. So you know, just all types of opulence, it was right? Fancy. The, yes, it was very fancy. The wine was flowing. The wine was flowing. And so, um, you know, the king basically compelled everyone to drink, you know, be merry, have a good time. And, of course, Vashti, because during this time, you know, people partied based on the gender. So the men were, were partying, the women were partying. Vashti was responsible for having, you know, the women get together. The you know, party. The girl party, Manny Petties. Um, I don't know if they really had Manny Petties, but that would be pretty cool. But anyway, um, so on the seventh day of, of this, you know, by this time, they're all like, they all drank the wine. They're all, they got these gold vessels. They got all this nice opulence and marble. Um, King Xerxes is like, yo, call Vashti. I want to show her off to these seven princes, right? Um, just want to show off his wife. He had shown off everything else, right? He's shown off all his opulence and stuff. But um, it was time to, I guess Vashti was like the, you know. The beauty of the day. It, yeah, she was She was the pinnacle. She was She was the beauty of the day. So, um, of course, they summoned Vashti to come show herself to these men. And she was like, no. I mean, she refused. She was like, I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So the men basically um, 
the king said to to the wise men, like, you know, what what am I gonna do and stuff? And you know, Vashti's not coming. They're like, well, you gotta get, you gotta check her because yeah, these women are gonna run amok. They're gonna run amok. Like <laughs> this was supposed to be like the coup d'état. This was this was everything, and 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 she said no. She disobeyed you. So um, so you know, King Xerxes is like not happy. So he's like, tell Vashti come here, come to me then. If if she don't want to, you know, show herself to all these men. And so um, from there, um, basically, he he's like, look, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm going to give her a state to somebody else. Like, she's done. <laughs> I'm done with her. I'm, I'm totally done with her. She don't want to show all her goodies to these men. I'm done with her. She doesn't want to obey my command. Can't do that. So then um, he basically sent, like, letters to everyone um, saying that, he decreed that um, his uh, basically he decreed that it should be published throughout his empire that men that wives should give their husbands honor and so basically he he was like I'm I'm gonna tell everybody that wives should obey their husbands and she was you never hear about her ever again and that's it and it's like she didn't show herself he's like you done you're dead to me I'm giving away everything I'm giving away your whole estate. I'm decreeing throughout the land that wives should obey their husbands. Um, and that was that. So, Vashti. And that was that. Vashti, though. Man. So here's, here's my little color commentary. Yes. Uh, you know, I always read other people's opinions. Oh, yeah. You know, on the Google. I Google our women and just see what different Bible scholars have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are all kinds of people on Google that give their opinions, um, especially on women of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this quite a bit when we were doing our episode on Bathsheba mm-hmm. because um, so many times if it was a man commentator, he would say, you know, she was tempting David. And um, so everybody has their opinions also on Vashti. Like, why did she right. refuse? Like, some people are, you know, would say, he was just asking her to come make an appearance in front of the men. Like, you know, some guys out to dinner and maybe the guys are all eating together, but then the wife comes in with some of her girlfriends just mm-hmm. to grab a drink or something. He's like, come over here. I want you to meet these guys that I work with. Yeah. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. Because some of the commentaries I read, it said, you know, Scripture talked about come in your robe and your crown. And mm-hmm. people have commented that come in your robe and your crown meant just come in your robe and your crown and nothing and else. And that's it. And so, you know, she used her voice to take up for herself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to debase myself in exactly. front of your drunk friends. Exactly. You know? And exactly. I think we've all seen, like, the obnoxious drunk guy that's like, yeah, look how hot my wife is. And right. And goes, shut up. Right. Everybody, we know she's pretty, exactly. but, like, don't talk about her that way. We don't, we don't need that. We don't need that color commentary no. on this. Like, no. definitely just don't. And she came, it said she was the great-granddaughter of King Nebuchadnezzar, and she mm-hmm. was the daughter of King Belshazzar. Yep. I think King Belshazzar, he was the one that, I think was the writing on the wall. And mm-hmm. so she came from royalty. She was used to a lifestyle where she was she was very privileged, very taken care of, yeah. uh, always treated with respect, mm-hmm. just strictly because of her title and her lineage. Right. 
you know, so I kind of picture her as she gives me a little Abigail vibe. Yeah. You know, she does. like she, she does. Abigail was dealing with Nabal, whose name mm-hmm. literally meant stubborn and foolish. Mm-hmm. And Vashti is here with King Xerxes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what Xerxes means, but it could Let's mean it. like drunk jerk because that's what he was. Man. And I mean, the, the other thing is, so she was used to people admiring her, right? And that's kind of what I got from it. She was used to people admiring her. And she's like, my husband wants me to roll up. Like the king wants me to roll up in my robe and crown. And even if the Bible does not say it, like for her to go within the presence of seven men just to be looked at, creeper like totally creepy and if it was just her all dressed up and they're like oh we want to look at her face they could have done that without like having to summon her from her parties and stuff like that like you clearly know there's ulterior motives well and it it reminds me also of abigail abigail and nabal yes you know abigail she went in to nabal's party and told him what she had done to save save their family, mm-hmm. you know. And so she kind of barged into the the drunk fest of men to go, "Hey, listen, this is what's happened, and I've basically saved our family exactly. because they were getting David and his guys were getting ready to come and kill you." You know, a very similar vibe of Nabal's party mm-hmm. here at King Xerxes' party, yes, and. You know, there was what's interesting is there was no one's life in danger in this situation. Truly, Vashti, yep. he could have just ordered her to be killed on yep. the spot because yep. you you just don't go around denying kings. Yep, exactly. And you exactly. know, that's interesting for me to think about that she would rather risk the wrath of the king that could have been a death sentence mm-hmm. rather than go in there all you know. Scantily clad. Scantily clad. That's, mm-hmm. that's the word I was looking for. Scantily clad. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that he could show her off. For what? Right. Um, and it's interesting that you pointed out, you know, this whole, this half a year party and then this seven day feast. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but um, a show off party. Yep. I mean, he wanted everyone to know. I'm the best, look mm-hmm. at my wealth, and not only do I rule a lot of provinces, I'm extremely wealthy. You've got to see my smoking hot wife. Yeah. Like, um, how weird is that? But I was Googling while were you were you? commenting, and Xerxes means monarch. Really? Persian origin. Yes. Hmm, okay. So, fitting, pretty fitting. Um, doesn't have anything about being an idiot, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah. in our mind, it does. But in our mind, <laughs> our meaning, yeah. it means idiot. But um, yeah, so let's talk about the people. So we talked about how she's kind of similar. The situation's kind of similar to Abigail, right? Similar, but a little different too. Um, so let's talk about who in modern day, y'all gonna like this one. I love our modern day. I women. love our modern day comparisons. So basically, we were looking, we were trying to think modern day women mm-hmm. who were beautiful, had yes. strength confidence, Mm -hmm. and could use their voice. Yes. And we came up with... Beyonce! And... 
Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially as of late, man. Taylor Swift has been on it. Oh, she has been. She has been on it. I wouldn't say I'm a Swifty, but man, I, I might be getting there. I don't know. But oh, when you think come about... Come over to Swifty I know. Land. I know. You know. I know. I'm teeter-tottering. We're big, we're big Taylor Swift fans at my house. I know. I know. If you think about... Um, the thing I love about Taylor Swift, and we were talking about this before, is like Taylor Swift... Swift was playing the dating game like a man, like straight up. Like she would be like <laughs> bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend and so unapologetic about it. And she would be like, people don't be in my business, even though she's one of the biggest like pop stars of, uh, you know, basically of this millennium. Like she, Taylor Swift is incredibly successful um, with her music. And so she plays the game like a man, but she did all this while wearing a cardigan and bangs. <laughs> curtain bangs. Curtain bangs. Yeah. The curtain bangs and the cardigan. And I'm like, dude, I respect you so much for that. Um, Janelle Monet, same thing. She's a singer. Um, and she would only wear black and white women's suits, like pants and, and shirts. And someone asked her why she did that. She was like, you can look at my face and tell her I'm beautiful. You ain't got to see all that is around me. And I don't want to wear colors. I don't want to bring any undue attention to anything other than my music. She and just want to be recognized for her talent. She just want to be recognized for her talent. So you're seeing a lot of that in women nowadays. Her, the singer, would only have silhouettes of herself in all of her music videos. No one knew who she was. They kind of figured out by the end of it. She was, her name's Gabby Wilson, and she was a Alicia Keys protege. But she used to always wear glasses, like a lot, like long, thick yes. weave and stuff. And so you're seeing that nowadays, like, hey, take me, respect me for my mind, not my body, and not for how I look. And I think Vashti definitely, clearly made a statement by being like, I don't need y'all to see me. I'm, I'm well, a king's wife. Like, <laughs> And Taylor Swift, um, she just accepted the Global Icon Award. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I can't find like an excerpt of the speech of the transcript um one of my girls pulled i think it was maggie pulled up her acceptance speech that Mm -hmm. she made yeah and it was just it was very encouraging and empowering to anyone who's trying to get out there and create yes and you know i like that she she uses her voice not just for herself but for others you know she's been very vocal and very um important in artists getting paid from Spotify. Yes. And, you know, if you follow anything about her, um, her beef with Scooter Braun. Oh, and how yeah. She's, you know, she's big. re-recording all of the her discography that he bought yep. and owns. And, you know, she, very early on from the beginning, she just always used her voice. Yep. And, yep. um my girls and I, we watched her documentary. I think it's Miss Americana or something. Mm-hmm. It really showed the side of it where she's used her voice so much that, you know, she's just so well known that safety is a huge issue for her. It her is. You know, and her dad, mm-hmm. he pretty much oversees her empire, and but especially her safety. Yeah. And there was a really um, interesting part of that documentary where they were talking about what the safety was going to look like for her getting in and out of an event. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has stalkers all the time. Yep. Her dad, like, he went into one of her properties that she owns. I think it was in Miami or somewhere. And he walked into the condo. And literally there was somebody there that was a stalker that wanted to do harm to her. And he, like, punched the guy in the nose oh, and called yeah. the police. And, you know, so... um 
it just really, the documentary, I think, really showed her fame, mm-hmm. but it also showed how she chooses to use her fame to influence. Agreed. Now, so. before we move on to Beyonce yeah. and Beyonce and Vashti, let's talk about Taylor Swift and her Kanye moment and kind oh. of what turned the tide. Because the Kanye moment was very early on in Taylor Swift's career. It was. It and was. that could have made or broken her. Um, and it really did make, I mean, to be honest with you, it made Taylor Swift cause she could have, listen, she could have just run off that stage crying. She could have totally given up. Like I've she just gotten, gotten angry. She could have gotten she, angry. There's so many different ways. So that you're she not familiar. Gone. Let's yeah. back up. So she won the award mm-hmm. and it was a Grammy and, um, it was either single of the year, or yeah, album of the year, or album, something. Yeah, something. And like that. Beyonce was up against her. Yes. And Beyonce won later on in the mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm. But when it was, I think Taylor won single of the year, and Beyonce yeah. won, won album of the year, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And so she goes up to accept her award, and before she can even do an acceptance speech, Kanye storms the stage, takes the mic, and says, yep. "You know, Beyonce should have won this." It was really inappropriate. Yep. It was really awkward. Yep. And yep. Um, so she, I, I pulled up her statement after the it event. was It was the VMAs. It was, it was the VMAs. A, okay. And the reason, I think the reason why, um, I can't remember the video that it was, but it was one of, it was one of Beyonce's iconic videos um, okay. on, on that particular album. Um, but the video... That Taylor Swift, oh, it was her single ladies. It was Beyonce's single ladies video, and so um, every everyone, of course, was like dancing to single ladies and everything. And Taylor Swift's "You Belong to Me" was ended up winning the that category. And um, like just like Ginger said, I knew I knew there was a reason why it was so controversial because everyone kind of expected Beyonce to win for the single ladies video because. They were recreating it on SNL, like you see Justin Timberlake and a you yeah, know it was black everywhere. leotard. It was insane the pandemonium that took place. But if like it's it's an award, like you get recognized already for being nominated. She didn't win. Um, I want to point out that Beyonce like cried after Kanye did that because she was like, oh my gosh, like. Kanye I did not ask you to do that. Like, pink chew Well, and when Beyonce won, she mm-hmm. let Taylor come she up did. on stage. I she mean, did. it was it was very much a female empowerment yeah, thing it between was. them. It so was. later, fast forward to 2016, and Taylor Swift just dominates the Grammys. Yep. <clears throat> and she said, she won in a, one of the awards there, and she said, I love this. This is using your voice. Mm -hmm. I want to say to all the young women out there, there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success or take credit for your accomplishments or your fame. But if you just focus on the work and you don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who loved you who put you there. And that will be the greatest feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So it was. I thought it was yeah. such a classy way to kind of yes. close the the book. So I'd have been that. like, I want to dedicate this award to Kanye. <laughs> you suck. Like <laughs> I would not. Have, I'm sorry. Y'all already know how I am. If you've been listening to Bourbon and Beignets long enough, you already know how I am. But um, yeah, I think, and that that's a good segue to Beyonce because you know Beyonce is big on. Uh, women empowerment. She's also, you know, humanitarian. She does so much, especially for HBCUs. More recently, she's kind of put them 
on a platform. If you don't know what HBCU is, it's a historically black college or university. So she uses a lot of elements of HBCUs in her performance um, and all of her performances, um, bands. She's big time promote, uh, promoter of, she had an all women band for, I mean, she still does um, that tours with her. And I'm talking like saxophonists, pianists, guitarists, bassists. I mean, everybody. I I so I, I love that too. She's big proponent, proponent of women. Um, 20, okay, here's one. 28 awards, whew. 79 nominations. It's insane. And I think the I think the only person that has bypassed her or who is tied with her is Quincy. Yes. Yes. And Quincy Jones is like oh. I mean, he's just everywhere in music. I mean, you you just you don't, there's some stuff Quincy Jones has put his hand on that you have no clue yeah. about. So Beyonce is incredibly successful. Um but how was she like Vashti? Well, <laughs> we the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Well, we. Yeah. One of the. Okay, let's start with one of the ways she's not like Vashti is it would have been really useful if Vashti had had a sister like Solange. Solange exactly. Yes, um, yes. Because if you don't know, there have been uh, lots of rumor innuendo. Never a straight. Not never a straight confession on this yeah. that yeah. Jay Z was unfaithful to yes. Beyonce yes. with Rachel with the good hair. Yes, and Becky. Is it Becky? Mm-hmm. Oh, Becky Rachel was the Rachel was the person that they think was her name. Yeah, I'm but sorry, it was Becky. With Beyonce called her a Becky, sorry. and then all of a sudden, uh, like yeah, but everybody see, I knew who the, it really was because yeah, yeah. I went. I was at Nordstrom and saw her clothing on, and I was mm. like. But anyway, so obviously some marital friction there. Mm-hmm. So the marital friction would be something that Vashti had in common with right. Beyonce. But there was some video footage. Anyway, it was in 2014. Ooh. And they were leaving an award ceremony. And Solange is in the elevator with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I don't know who leaked this video footage, but Man. I kind of like it because it, le- it lets oh, yeah. people know Jay-Z done done it. Man, <laughs> and like Solange, like Molly whopped him. I mean, she... And the funny part is, I mean, Beyonce literally made a song that says, of course, um, you know what goes down when there's a billion dollars in the elevator. And I love it because she's like, look at me. Look at my success. My husband's rich too. My sister's rich too. You know, we go through problems, but here it is. And she really, I mean, that moment in the elevator was a turning point in her career. Like the creative material just from that. I mean, she called this like Becky, people who were named Becky, like right now, even now, just can't like people are going to tease them because their name is Becky. Well, yeah, just like Karen's. Just like Karen's, Karen's I know. We're sorry, Karen's, Becky's. You know, you just come up with another nickname, maybe. I don't know, but but anyway. So Solange, she gives Jay Z a good butt whooping, yeah, and it's all on video, and and you know, I don't watch award shows. I just don't watch a lot of TV in general. Mm -hmm. But I just remember when that all came out. 
I was like, what? Because I've, I've always thought Solange was just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And Me too. So then I hear rumors of, I was like, there's a video of Solange like beating the crap out of Jay-Z. She was so graceful doing it. So I Googled it. it and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. And she was so graceful doing it. Like, I'm like, how do you like beat someone up and then leave out and like, you may have one shoe off. She put her <laughs> shoe, she put her shoe on and then just like left out so gracefully. So anyway. And Beyonce looked Beyonce looked unperturbed. Like she was totally like, Well, I think we can all agree how to come and I'm just gonna keep moving forward. Just gonna keep rolling forward. But you know, outside of that, um Beyonce made it very clear that um she still she definitely still respected her husband, but also I mean Younger sisters, let's also just talk about this. They are like little chihuahuas. Like my sister, I, listen, if Corbin ever tried some stuff like that, my sister would be on the first train oh, I can tell to Paducah. I can tell you a Georgia Lee story. Do you, Please let, do. Let's yes. do an aside. We're, yes. This is a, like a, my version of a commercial break. Yes. So Georgia Lee and Maggie. Maggie's the older sister. Georgia Lee's the younger sister in mm-hmm. Solange. Mm-hmm. And um, very protective of um, her big sister. But both my girls are protective of each other. But this particular time, Maggie had to go get immunizations. She was four mm-hmm. or maybe she was five. Georgia Lee was about three and a half. Mm-hmm. And I took my babysitter with me because I was going to have to take Maggie back to get the shots. So I tell the babysitter, just sit with Georgia Lee. Maggie was terrified of shots. I would always get her a Polly Pocket. I would go, here are the deal. And I just never mm-hmm. sugar. I was like, here are the deal. You've got to get the shots. You're going to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um I know you don't like shots. I don't like shots, but you've got to get them. I've got you a Polly Pocket. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh. I was like, but you're going to get a Polly right. Pocket, okay? So let's pull it together. So we get there, and I would take them to the health department because mm-hmm. at the health department, they would let your kids sit on your lap. Mm-hmm. At the pediatrician's office, they'd make you hold them down. Yeah. So she would sit on my lap. So we go down the hallway, and I'm holding her in her her hand and she's like you know that stuff that kids do Mm -hmm. so we sit down the nurse we're answering the question she's getting ready to give her the shot Mm -hmm. and you just hear these little feet running down the hallway Mm -hmm. and you hear Maggie and she runs in and she tries (laughs) to punch the nurse (laughs) and she says you not hurt my sister. <laughs> and the nurse, like, it was one of those moments in parenting where I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The nurse looks at me. I'll never forget. She'll go, ma'am, could you please control your children? <laughs> and I looked at I was like, honey, I'm trying. Right. I am trying my best. Uh, and then the babysitter comes running down the hallway behind. She gets, she was like, Miss Ginger, I'm so sorry. She just like escaped and she's quick. <laughs> and I was like, you had one job. Your job was to keep Georgia Lee from punching the nurse and you failed. Um, that That's younger sisters though. My sister, I got cat called at like 17. At these, these guys, this group of guys in the mall and they were older. And my sister is at the time 10. Now, granted at 10, Raven was the same height as me, right? Yeah. Uh, this was, and she has since then surpassed me of course but um we're in the mall and these guys are like cat calling me like hey how you doing hey you know <laughs> so uh, so raven goes approach my sister i wish you would like i'm having to hold her back <laughs> because she is like 
approaching this group of men at 10 years old and trying oh, to defend funny. me. And I was like, I can defend myself. She was like, looking at me, just looking at them. Approach her. I wish you would. Step to my sister. And I'm like, girl, we can't fight all of them. Like, I, you know, I'm glad you're that confident. But uh, yeah, that's so, so yes, that was the aside. Good aside, y'all. If you need some defense, go to Georgia Lee or Ray Ray and, you know, they got your back. But little um, sisters. So, little sisters. And, you know, yes. The best I can tell, like when Vashti, mm-hmm. he, King Xerxes, when he says, You are no longer my wife, mm-hmm. I mean, she had her ladies in waiting yeah. and all of that. It, we don't know what happened to her. No clue. You know, I she mean, her ladies in waiting, you know, that would be, I guess, her equivalent of a sister. Mm-hmm. But either they were just forever kept in a part of the palace away from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, he could have cast them out. I yep. can't imagine that he would have done that, but he could have. And yep. then what that leads us to is that does lead us to the story of Queen Esther. Yeah, And how exactly. she, you know, comes to take the throne or whatever yep. and be the queen. And um, But, yeah, it's... Yeah. There's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on there. I think with um, with Beyonce, um, when she started dating Jay-Z was when she had just started going solo. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, she's only dating him because of his success and his money. Because at that time, he was he was a bigger superstar than she was. And not so... Not anymore. Not... Oh, let me tell you. B is like... She is way out there. So... When he, but what was funny was everyone was like, well, it's got to, she's got to marry him because of his money and, you know, because it can't be his looks and everything. Because he's not, he's not a looker, okay? And she's like gorgeous, right? I mean, and when you're comparing beauty to beauty, Vashti and Beyonce, you know, very beautiful. Um, But over the years, especially after that elevator event, like, Elevator gate, um, her <laughs> confidence and strength, I mean, as a result of really kind of defying him. And I think that's where she's similar to Vashti. Um, and not defying him in a disrespectful manner. Now, granted, some of the lyrics of the songs, it's like, dang, she hit you with the a jugular, right? Um, but um her strength, her strength and confidence over the years has just um, been elevated. I don't like. I personally don't like as much of her newer stuff as I did the older stuff. Um, especially around this time, she was releasing some stuff that I absolutely love. But um, you can see she's very confident in what she's putting out. Um, the strength she she really is getting down to the nitty gritty. Her and Taylor Swift. The interesting thing is they both put out um, Beyonce's like Lemonade album. Um, she had like some folk songs on there and like Taylor Swift got more to folk songs yes. and everything. And so I think just getting down to the nitty gritty and the roots of the root of it all, um, for them, um, it's, it's, the similarity is really cool there, but. Well, yeah. and I think you, you see that, um, I think Beyonce, she had a, a part of her career where maybe she wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, a part of Taylor Swift's career where she wasn't healthy. It's like the press and the Mm -hmm. scrutiny kind of got in both of their heads Mm -hmm. for a little bit, but then they found that confidence, they found their voice, and now they are kind of just unapologetically who they are. And they both, I mean, they truly have just a music empire. Both of them do. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and that you know that takes a lot of really knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing um, not listening to what other people say you are, yep. um, and that, you know I think ultimately that's what it came down to for Vashti yep. is. I know who I am. I'm not. I, I am the queen. And of, I know of, I'm cute. I'm the queen of Persia and I'm all beautiful. these other provinces. And exactly. I'm not going to come parade myself in front of you just exactly. because you're drunk and want to show off. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, you know, in Vashti, by all accounts, was very comfortable that the chips fell where they did. Exactly. You know, ideally, nobody wants to be banished, um, divorced, and mm-hmm. um, basically dumped for a younger woman. Right. Esther. Right. Um, but she was like, at the end of the day, I can still put my, <laughs> go to sleep on my pillow. Exactly. Because I didn't come in front of a bunch of drunk guys wearing exactly. my robe and my crown because exactly. he summoned me. So. And I think that also says something I mentioned earlier about how, you know, Taylor Swift plays the game, you know, the about like she's a serial dater. And I, I mean, she would she doesn't like when people talk about that, but that's the facts. Anytime you're in a public eye and you, you date, you know, a, a you you've dated a bunch of public. You've she, had a bunch of public relationships, basically. But she's in a committed relationship. But she's she in a committed relationship, and I love it. I'm all here for it. And um, but early on, she did. I mean, she played the game straight up like a man. Like, hey, I'm gonna date who I want to date. I love that about her. Um, and she did it all while wearing a cardigan and bangs, right? <laughs> and so Beyonce, Beyonce, of course, showed shows a little bit more skin, but. At the same time, um, the amount of confidence um, that she has, and she doesn't... Yeah, some of the stuff she wears shows a little bit more skin, but if you think about what... I mean, she always has, like, tights under stuff, and, mm-hmm. like, um, her mom is her designer, so her mother Tina. designed... Yes, Tina Knowles, love her. She designed a lot of Beyonce's outfits, so she's like, I had to make sure they looked cute like when she did the designs for destiny's child they were matchy but not cheesy um that they showed off some skin but not a ton of skin and i i always say you know that could have she she could have she could have definitely showed more skin in some instances and some maybe a little less but i always thought about how um her confidence i think and her um she's of course beautiful but her confidence and just her talent I was gonna say she's confident in her talent, and it's is about radiating. the music and yes. And so you don't even look at you're like, oh yeah, Beyonce is fine, but you look at her and you just are entranced by her voice. I mean, she's just such a huge vocal talent. So um, she doesn't have to necessarily show off, but she does because I'm like, if I had that body, listen, <laughs> I, I I can't say I wouldn't have worn the same thing, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool how confident they both are in uh, themselves as, as women, their talents, um, and are confident in their creative process and, and everything like that. So for me, Vashti, Beyonce, and Taylor Swift, beauty, strength, and confidence are the three things that I'm um, I'm thinking through when I think about how the the real women 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 of the Bible relates to the modern day women. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, just uh, the other thing, too, and I think this comes from the confidence is mm-hmm. just being comfortable with that the chips are going to fall. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to go for it. And then the chips fall and I'm going to deal with it. Yep. Yep. Um, but this is our last episode of season three. Last episode, y'all. And we've had fun. Mm-hmm. I would say 
this has been a little more challenging because yeah. I don't know if you know, Whitney's in terrible Chattanooga. No, um, terrible Chattanooga. Ch- Chattanooga will never be the unofficial <laughs> sponsor of Bourbon and Beignets <laughs> because my dearest friend Amy moved there, Whitney's moved there. I just don't like Chattanooga because it. She t- reminds me every Monday too. <laughs> yeah, I send her a text every Monday. It says, "Have a good good week in terrible Chattanooga," <laughs> and then some kind of funny meme. Yes. but you know we've managed to get our episodes recorded together Mm -hmm. and out in a pretty timely manner and Mm -hmm. we are going to take a little bit of time off yep and we really are thinking through what we want season four to look like we are very open to suggestions yeah comment and send us a dm send us put it in the comments text us if you have our numbers we are more than willing to take in suggestions. We've got some cool things in the works. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna record on location. Yeah, so be ready. And Mike Moore thinks we need to be on YouTube, so yeah. he wants to film. Yeah, so I, I'll have to wear makeup. Um, yeah, I'll have yeah. To fix my hair. Yeah, I'll have um, to do something because yeah. you know. I know y'all may think we sound cute, but sometimes we do not look cute in this studio. Right, <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> Today, my, I have hair for radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my hair is killing it, but everything else is. Mm. But so, yeah. But we are. We are. We are going to go recording location, mm-hmm. and um, but we're still throwing around ideas for yeah. season four. So yeah, we've got some other to, cool things happening too. Oh, yeah, we've got um, maybe some some new. Merch, maybe some new logos out there. So um, we'll definitely be teasing that a little bit leading up to um, season four. And hopefully that that maybe that first episode will be that um, on location. We don't know. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good, y'all. It's going to be it's going to be a good. We we probably will be able to record actually a couple episodes while we're on location. So where will we be? Will we be in the Bourbon City or will we be in the Beignet City? I don't, well, I do know because I made the reservations. <laughs> but you'll just have to listen and find out. Yeah. But, you know, we're just always thankful that you all choose to listen to us. There's only about a blue million podcast out there. Right. So that you would uh, take time to listen to us and subscribe. It's not... It's not um, something that we take lightly. Yeah, five stars. Um, we found out who the two-star person was. Who was it? Um, my mom accidentally pressed two stars. And your, <laughs> your mom, Sharon, yeah. gave us a two-star? She said, wait, I listened to your podcast. Um, So I was the two-star person. I said, what? why did you? She said, it was an accident. I was trying to, I thought it was a sliding scale. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I've rated like five stars a couple times, and now I put some. Um, she said, I sent Apple a message. I was like, okay, oh, I'm sure Apple, Apple's gonna get Apple it. Apple was right? like, oh, it was Sharon in New Orleans. I think I took she it didn't back. Mean it. Yeah, she didn't mean it, but it was <laughs> funny. So, um, yeah, y'all give us five stars, please. Um, and if you don't know, just press the fifth star. That's that's it. Um, in in a review, but um, that was pretty funny to find that's out. So funny. It is really funny. So at least we know now you know we don't have a hater out there it's really just it wasn't our one listener in germany and well it wasn't our one listener in journey we have one in singapore too yeah. i just saw that the so other day, singapore so. singapore gives five stars singapore we're here for gives five stars who's whoever's out there in singapore so yeah thank y'all so much though if you like our intro and outro music that's called by god uh cbg underscore acapella on um on instagram our instagram is bourbon underscore and underscore beignet 
beignets and please spell bourbon and beignets correctly um, in order to find us. And so you'll see our individual Instagrams there. Facebook, we post the same thing on Facebook that we do on Instagram, bourbon and beignets. Go ahead and give us a like on there. Um, and we hope that you've enjoyed this season. It has been a labor of love. And That's we for will sure. see you in season four. See you in season four. Bye, y'all. Bye. Please take me